Heavenly Father, we're thankful we, thankful we could gather our hearts together this morning, Lord, on this beautiful Sunday, and we're thankful uh, for all who have chosen here to set this day aside. We pray for those, Lord, who desire to be here but are unable, Lord, for various reasons. We ask that thou would visit, uplift, and encourage them, Lord. We pray that thou would be with us as we read thy word, that thou would speak to each of our hearts individually, Lord. Thou knowest our needs best. We pray that thy spirit would be with us this morning and help us uh, learn and be strengthened, comforted, and encouraged by thy word. We thank thee so much for this gift that we have that was left for us that we can learn from, and we pray these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I'd like to turn to the book of Jeremiah, the first chapter. First chapter of Jeremiah. Uh, While you're Getting there, just a preface, of course, we've had some uh, monumental historical decisions made in our country in the last few days. Um, this is not going to be a political service. I'd be the wrong person to do that anyhow. Um, I like to listen to politics, but I'm not good at debating anything or um, anything like that. But um, So we have much to be thankful for, but also much to be prepared and ready for. You know, Just last week, before the decision was made, um, for those of you who don't know, I work at uh, Ohio State University. We have a campus in Mansfield. Um, and a message from the university president was sent out to its 10,000-plus employees um, and its, I think, 60,000-plus students. Um, kind of as a warning, some things might be changing. Policies may be going into effect. Uh, thankfully, the email, unlike some others, was actually pretty neutral and uh, there weren't, wasn't much of a biased message in there, but it was um, to encourage people to be considerate of one another, kind to one another, um, have discussions, but to do them in an orderly way. And um, when a message has to go out like that, saying some things might be coming, I think we should all be prepared and ready for what might be coming as well. And um, as well, I'm not one to do a lot on social media, um, but kind of scrolling through the other day, uh, it's starting. There's, there's a lot of um, writings that are being posted, a lot of uh, sayings. Um, and from what I see, there's more things being posted from those that are upset, which typically happens, right? The upset people usually are a little more vocal in certain situations. Um, but you know, even in our discussion we had in the minister's um, room this morning as well, uh, that you know, we need to be praying for our Supreme Court, praying uh, for all of us. We need to be praying for those that are opposed to this and thinking of ways that um, we can have discussions and still be showing love and compassion. And that's important. Uh, it's o- okay to disagree with people. It's okay to realize that um, we are not the bad guys in this situation, but we need to uh, be willing to stand up for truth uh, yet uh, do it still in love because there are, I've already seen in, um, you know, people I work with, uh, you see in the discussions, there's, uh, you know, they specifically mention Christians and uh, where are the Christians going to be when, they, when we need their uh, support and um, when we need resources and things like that and uh, where have they been. And so it's important that we show up uh, to support to provide resources, to provide love 
and compassion and show the love of Christ. And um, may we think of that as we read through this. Uh, Jeremiah here is encouraged by the Lord, um, strengthened by the Lord, and specifically in standing up for um, the message he's told to bring forth, uh, being able to speak boldly to those around us, uh, to speak up, stand up for truth. And um, also want to mention that, um, again, just from what I've been reading, it's really important. We really need women to be able to stand up and show that they support this decision as well, because um, who are men to know what it's like to have a baby or not have a baby is the comment coming forth, and what women would actually support this. And we know that there are plenty that do. So uh, it's important that uh, hopefully you'll be encouraged as well by the instruction and encouragement Jeremiah has been given here. So I'd like to go ahead and uh, read through the text and then get into a little more here. Jeremiah chapter 1, um, the whole chapter with the Lord's help. <clears throat> the words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah of the priest that were in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, unto the end of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, the king of Judah, unto the carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the fifth month. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. And the word of the Lord came unto me a second time, saying, What seest thou? And I said, I see a seething pot, and the face thereof is toward the north. Then the Lord said unto me, Out of the north an evil shall break forth upon all the inhabitants of the land. For lo, I will call all the families of the kingdoms of the north, saith the Lord. And they shall come, and they shall set every one his throne at the entering of the gates of Jerusalem, and against all the walls thereof round about, and against all the cities of Judah. And I will utter my judgments against them, touching all their wickedness, who have forsaken me, and have burned incense unto other gods, and worshipped the works of their own hands. Thou therefore gird up thy loins, and arise, and speak unto them all that I command thee. Be not dismayed at their faces, lest I confound thee before them. For behold, I have made thee this day a defense city, and an iron pillar, and brazen walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against the princes thereof, against the priests thereof, and against the people of the land. And they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee, for I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. <clears throat> you know, we read here, um, we're given a little bit of timeline in the beginning of when this was written, and uh, pretty much from what I've read, 
you know, pretty much from Josiah on, things had been um, pretty evil in uh, the land of Israel, Judah, for a while uh, throughout the uh, captivity. And um, that's kind of where it brings us at this point. And uh, God has a plan for Jeremiah here, and he has a message. And, uh, you know, we know there's different messengers in the scriptures, different leaders. We see them react different ways. Uh, Jonah was supposed to give a message, and at first he ran, and we see how the Lord uh, worked in his life and, um, in an in a impactful way. Um, but you see that God has a plan for Jeremiah. And uh, it's interesting here, even looking in, um, when I was looking at this te- text last week, it wasn't even really thinking about the uh, Supreme Court and what might happen. And, um, but I, I love the scriptures that are, or how it's written here in Jeremiah. And then also, of course, the popular verses in Psalms 139. Starting with verse 13, it says, For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. And we have such confidence uh, in our Creator, and can have such confidence in our Creator, and the power and the, the delicate intricacies that have gone into creating us. And, um, you know, the human body is amazing, looking at all the different little aspects and how they work, how they work together, um, things that have to happen properly um, for the body to function well. It's just amazing uh, to think about and how God created us and uh, had a plan for us, knew us before, uh, as even uh, this verse in Jeremiah here, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctify thee and ordain thee a prophet unto the nations." And this was specifically for Jeremiah, and, and we may not all be uh, given this specific task of being a prophet, but we are all commanded and given the task of spreading the gospel, of sharing the gospel as we read in the Great Commission. Go you forth into all the nations, teaching, preaching, baptizing, um, and sharing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. So very similar to Jeremiah, we can take comfort because we will have um, similar oppositions that we read about that Jeremiah had faced. And Jeremiah didn't have an easy life when he was sanctified and set apart. We'll uh, talk about that in a little bit, but his life wasn't um, simple. You know, he wasn't, didn't have this hedge around him where he was never touched, but he was um, always saved for the work of the Lord. And we can take comfort in that. What is Jeremiah um, here in verse 6? He says to the Lord, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak. For I am a child. And how often does the Lord tell us to do something where we, we feel a tug? And we say, ooh, I don't think I can handle that. I, I've been in a situation like this before. Lord, you might remember how it went. Or, um, you know, something I struggle with is all the what ifs. Well, what if somebody says this? Or um, what if I stumble on these words? And uh, we read some different instances. You know, we talked about uh, Moses this morning. And we look in Exodus chapter 3. Moses had similar doubts. Exodus chapter 3, uh, starting with verse 11. Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee, when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, 
ye shall serve God upon this mountain. So Moses had his doubts, saying, you know, who am I to be doing this? Right? I think if we were chosen to lead a large group of people like that, we'd probably ask ourselves the same questions. And if we don't ask those questions, we probably aren't the person God would have picked. Uh, Judges chapter 6, verse 15, we read about uh, Gideon having similar thoughts. Uh, In verse 15, he says, And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Right, we think of David and Goliath. That you know, uh, Samuel went through all of David's brothers, the strong ones, the tall ones, and they come down to David. This is the one. Right? And something important that we read in both these cases here with Gideon uh, and with Moses, what did the Lord say? Surely I will be with thee. And in, uh, to Moses, he says, um, Certainly I will be with thee. The Lord gives us that confidence, and we know that we have the Spirit of God in us and with us, and we'll be supporting and backing us up if we're following Him and going in the ways that He leads us. And we see uh, in verse 7 of Jer- in our text in Jeremiah, it says, But the Lord said unto me, so after Jeremiah gives this excuse, I'm a child, I can't speak in this way you want me to speak. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. And in verse 8, he gives the encouragement that we read also that he gave to Moses and Gideon. And he says, Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. I am with thee. I will be with thee. And I think of the verse in Romans 8.31 says, What shall we say then? If God be for us, who can be against us? And when is God for us? When we are for Him, when we are following in His paths. And we have uh, that encouragement, who can be against us? And I'm afraid of people's faces, right? It's, and it's a lot easier for us sometimes maybe to type something when we know we're not going to get an immediate response or we don't even have to open the response. Right? It's much harder face-to-face, but much more impactful if we can share of our beliefs face-to-face. And it's important that we do that. Uh, a lot of people hide behind the ease of... Um, typing and blogging or whatever it may be. But we need to show that we can speak boldly for Jesus Christ and for uh, His love, for the mission that He has for us. So it's important that we do that. And we see here in verse 9, it says, Then the Lord put forth His hand, touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. And we need to be open to that and uh, welcoming to that. Again, Moses, in that in the next chapter in Exodus, chapter 4, Moses struggles with, he says, I'm not eloquent to speak. Uh, I think he says somebody stumbles on his words, or, and God goes through and says, who made your mouth? Who gives you words to speak? And uh, Moses pushed a little further, and uh, God got a little upset with him. But eventually, what did God say? Look at who your brother is, Aaron. He can speak. I'll teach you what to tell him. I'll uh, teach you how to lead him and he can be that mouthpiece. So sometimes we need to recognize um, with our brothers and sisters who have strengths in different areas, how can we work together maybe to go and talk to someone or to um, share the gospel message or to provide direction for uh, now maybe um, expecting mothers that are seeking resources or whatever it may be. 
we need to be able to work together, understand uh, where we work best, but be open to where the Lord's leading us, even if it's not our strength. Realize the Lord will be with us, and we need to be praying about that and ready, ready to go. Um, <clears throat> we read in Matthew 10, and some of you know I spent the last three years or so in Mansfield uh, going through the book of Acts and just amazing things that the apostles did, uh, how willing they were, Peter and John in the beginning of Acts and then Paul, uh, how willing they were to speak um, the gospel message, to stand up for their beliefs, stand up for the truth. And also something very important, often they incorporated the name of Jesus. They could have said uh, things that they believed in, uh, but it's so much more powerful when they put the name of Jesus Christ into their message and how important it is for us. And uh, sometimes we know that's a, the name of Christ is a stumbling block for many. And it's important for us uh, to be able to share that because we know there's ways to share our beliefs and kind of dance around uh, the name of Jesus, right? And, and people can be okay with it, but we know it might raise some tensions, but we need to be willing and uh, make sure they know which truth we stand for and where that truth comes from. And Jesus Christ himself in Matthew chapter 10 starting at verse 16, is giving the disciples um, a warning here and encouraging them and preparing them. He says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child, and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. So we're warned. There may be some worldly consequences here for speaking up, and we may be brought before governors and magistrates. Um, families may be divided for the name of Jesus Christ, for issues that are such hot topics as uh, such as these that we're facing today. We have to recognize, even here and even more so, having the Spirit living in us, it's not our words that we need to come up with, a speech we need to write, up to be prepared for. We need to be relying on the Spirit in each moment because the Spirit knows the heart of the listener. And we need to be uh, ready to share whatever it is we feel inspired to share. And we need to have that close connection with the Spirit so that we are able to rely and humble ourselves and give our mouths over to the Spirit. And um, we need to be ready as well to encourage our children, right? There's going to be kids talking about these things. We know in and some schools, there's already certain issues going on, right? Probably the two biggest topics right now that um, are going across our nation through pretty much any age group are this one of abortion and the LGBT uh, movement. And there's a lot, and gender identity, things like that. And um, we need to be praying for our kids so hard because we know it's being pushed in schools. Um, we need to encourage our kids, just as Jeremiah was encouraged here, to be able to share their faith, whatever level of um, knowledge it is that they have, or, uh, you know, like I say to our kids, you know, being willing to say your prayers at lunchtime. You're allowed to do that. You can do that. Uh, you know, 
take your Bible to school day or any day. Um, being willing to do that. Being able to invite your friends to VBS or even just sharing that um, we had a choir program last night at church and I sang a solo and these were the words of my song. Or we always encourage our kids to sing those songs in the playground. Keep those songs in your heart. Anytime, anywhere, that's something nobody can take away from you. Is the songs you learn or the prayers you're able to have to your Father in heaven and knowing that we're praying uh, for you as well. So encouraging our children, they can be such lights uh, to their teachers and, um, and to other kids at school. It's, it's important that they're free and encouraged uh, to speak and to share that. And we, as parents, as believers, as adults, need to be ready to share what we believe uh, in any situation, in the, in the workplace, in, um, <clears throat> you know, in our communities, wherever we are. We need to be ready for that and willing. And we need to pray for these things that um, God was telling Jeremiah here. We need to pray for the strength and the comfort and the words that he promised Jeremiah that we can be ready to go out and um, rely on those words and rely on the strength and ask that the Lord will give us the words and be able to um, willingly open our mouths even when every carnal thought that we have is pushing us, telling us not to, or giving us fear about that. So let's pray for one another in that as well. And we see Jeremiah here, uh, back in our text in chapter 1, has been given a great responsibility in verse 10. And thinking of the words uh, that he's given here, it says, See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms. That's uh, just that alone is quite a responsibility. But what is he supposed to do? What's the message he's supposed to share? Supposed to root out, pull down, and destroy, and to throw down. Those sounds like um, intense, you know, that's a, a big task to do. But then what also to do? To build and to plant. So destroying evil, planting new life, bringing up new life. And uh, we know, uh, you know, the message that Jeremiah was supposed to share was to condemn Judah for all the, the evil they had done, the idol worship that they had gotten into. And um, so it's, it's a tough message, not a popular message, difficult to share, right? And those are, we know what those tough messages are for us that we need to share. And if there's a conversation going on and five people are talking about this and we're the one person that kind of disagrees with the topic, are we going to freely be able to say? And we should be able to share our opinion and say, well, I disagree with that or that's not uh, the understanding I have. But we know it's, it can be difficult, and we're faced with that too. You know, it's not popular, popular to con condemn other people or their actions. And, um, but again, there's a way that we should be able to do that, speak up, and again, do it in love, not uh, shouting or maybe not jumping right to the, where sin leads, but even just slowly getting there and, um, and again, relying on the words and some people need different messages. Some people need a softer tone. Some people respond better to, um, you know, even as the Lord does with us, sometimes we need a, a softer, gradual pushing, and sometimes we need to be whacked over the head with something so we know that the Lord's really telling us, no, I'm, I'm serious. This is what I need you to do. You, or You really need to listen to me about this because you're heading down the wrong path here. Right? So we need to um, be open to that and uh, yet in the love and the love that Christ showed. We think of, think of how many times Christ condemned sin, how many times Christ uh, preached, shared the message, 
disagreed or shared an opposing view, yet he was able to do it in love, in the love of Christ. And there are many today that think, for whatever reason, that Christians are not loving, that Christians are hateful, that they don't want to let us uh, do whatever we want, or that we're forcing our religion upon them. And uh, we need to show uh, what the love of Christ is, how we can love, yet still live um, under the commandments of Christ and a sanctified life. So we need to exemplify that. And uh, even though Jeremiah was to share this uh, condemning message, there's also another message that was coming that he was responsible for sharing, and that was one of hope. And we read uh, some of these in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 12. He's told to go and proclaim these words toward the north and say, Return, thou backsliding Israel, saith the Lord, and I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you, for I am merciful, saith the Lord, and I will not keep anger forever. Only acknowledge thine iniquity, that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God, and hast scattered thy ways to the strangers under every green tree, and ye have not obeyed my voice, saith the Lord. So talking, there is hope. You can change. You can submit to the Lord, and there's hope. You can be saved of your sins. And um, we, all, we need to share that message of hope as well. Right? We don't just want to go around condemning, condemning, and not share of the joy of Jesus Christ inside of us and what we've been able to experience and how our life has changed. You know, and uh, again, some people can do this more impactfully than others. There's, you know, some, even in some uh, videos you may see, there's uh, some that used to be pro-choice that are now pro-life and, and they can share an impactful message. Or even some, you know, there's a few um, doctors that used to perform abortions that now testify of how their views have changed on it and how impactful that can be as well and um, so we have to share be willing to speak up um, about changes in our lives and how the Lord changed us radically and how we live for him and in Jeremiah chapter 29 very popular or familiar verses but we see um, that the Lord has good plans for people has peace wants peace he doesn't just want to hurt Israel somehow he doesn't take joy in punishing any of us for sin we see in uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your hearts. And showing people how to do this, teaching people how to search for the Lord. There's a lot of broken, sad people in our nation. There's a lot of, as we read of the evil here that says coming out of the north, there's a lot of darkness. And we need to be those lights shining as we um, read about in John chapter 1. We're not that light, but we are sent to bear witness of that light as John the Baptist was, to reflect the light of Jesus Christ and to shine it unto others. And uh, it's important that we do that. Sharing of uh, the redemptive message of Jesus Christ and his blood that was shed on the cross for us. And we see in the next few chapters in Jeremiah, or verses in Jeremiah chapter 1, he has some visions um, that he sees, and the Lord <clears throat> recognizes those, says that he's seen them appropriately, talks about the evil that's coming uh, from the north, and the, uh, 
Next few verses, he gets to verse 17. It says, thou, for, thou therefore gird up thy loins and arise and speak unto them all that I command thee. So I, you know, I kind of see it as like hiking up your garments. Let's get ready to go. Um, you're going to be going out and uh, talking to this group and um, may not be easy for you. It says, speak unto them I command thee. Be not dismayed at their faces, lest they confound thee before thee before them. What encouragement he gives here in uh, verse 18. For behold, I have made thee this day a defense city and an iron pillar. What strength he's giving to Jeremiah here. Brazen walls against the whole land. Against who? Against the kings of Judah, against the princes therefore, against the priests thereof, and against the people of the land. He's giving a defense around him and saying, they shall fight against thee. They're going to come and fight and attack these walls, but they shall not prevail against thee, for I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. There's going to be fighting. There's going to be fighting against us. There's going to be words that are said against us. As we see with some, even you know, a couple weeks ago, there's some that may plan um, attacks against uh, individuals in the Supreme Court or maybe against certain political leaders, maybe against certain church leaders or against certain followers of Christ. There may be attacks, and we have so many examples in the Scriptures of those who have gone through that. And uh, we need to be encouraged by that because the Lord was with them to deliver them uh, as He promises here with Jeremiah. And Jeremiah uh, did face some of these attacks and um, some mockery. We read in Jeremiah chapter 12, Verse 6, it says, For even thy brethren in the house of thy father, even they have dealt treacherously with thee. Yea, they have called a multitude after thee. Believe them not, though they speak fair words unto thee. And, and just as Christ had said, Father will turn against child, brother against brother. <clears throat> so even amongst close family ties, maybe even sometimes um, within the brotherhood, we need to be careful and watchful. Pray for one another that... There are not things like this that divide us. Uh, Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter 20, we see he was also, um, Jeremiah 22, 20 verse 2, says, Pasher smote Jeremiah the prophet and put him in the stocks that were in the high gate of Benjamin, which is by the house of the Lord. So he was, he was smitten, he was put in chains, and he had a uh, his struggles there and later in uh, verse 7 of that chapter it says O Lord thou hast deceived me and I was deceived thou art stronger than I and hast prevailed I am in derision daily everyone mocketh me for since I spake I cried out I cried violence and spoil because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me and a derision daily then I said I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name look at the point he got to I, I say Jeremiah is kind of like the Paul of this day where he was asked to go out and, and preach. He's put in prison. Uh, the only difference is we read a little bit more that uh, Jeremiah struggled a little more, complained a little more, uh, lamented a little more. But look what he said. He said, I will no more even speak his name, but his word was in mine heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. For I heard the defaming of many, fear on every side. Report, say they, that, and we will report it. All my familiars watch for my halting, saying, Peradventure he will be enticed, and we shall prevail against him, and we shall take our revenge on him. 
But the Lord is with me as a mighty, terrible one. Therefore, my persecutors shall stumble. They shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed, for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. So Jeremiah was struck and down. He was beat up and he struggled. Yet he could not withhold the message that the Lord had to burn like fire in him. Right? And we need to, uh, just like in the Acts, the apostle said, I cannot but speak the name of Jesus Christ. No matter what you, you tell me not to preach anymore, I don't know what else I can do. That's all I know. And we need to be at that point where always having Christ in our minds and our mouths. And um, finally, just this last account of Jeremiah in chapter 38. Uh, once more, he was um, dealt a tough blow here. So like I said, it wasn't an easy life, but he was protected. Uh, I'm going to skip around a couple of verses here. They took Jeremiah, cast him into the dungeon of Mal- Malchiah, the son of Hamalek, and was in the court of the prison. And they let down Jeremiah with cords. And in the dungeon, there was no water but mire. So Jeremiah sunk in the mire. We read of the miry clay in, uh, I think it's Psalm 40. And then we read in verse 10, it says, Then the king commanded Embedmelech, the Ethiopian, saying, Take from hence thirty men with thee, and take up Jeremiah the prophet out of the dungeon before he die. In verse 13, So they drew up Jeremiah with cords and took him up out of the dungeon, and Jeremiah remained in the court of the prison. So he was saved from this dungeon. And then later in that chapter, I believe he keeps teaching the words of the Lord that were given to him. So we, we go through experiences sometime. So we go through failures, but if we rely on the Lord, we're strengthened by that for the next time. Right? We, the apostles would in, in, they'd be in prison overnight, and uh, I always like to think maybe they were talking about their testimony with others or kind of even practicing. Sometimes we need to practice what we're going to say in, in those moments going through and being sure of our faith, being sure of our testimony. And uh, we see the apostles, as they shared it every time, they got stronger and stronger, and I uh, could share that. And uh, who was praying for them when they were in those situations? The church. The church was praying for them and lifting them up and praying for their release and praying for strength that they could speak boldly. So we see through these words in Jeremiah and what the Lord spoke to him that this is a message of faithfulness to God's calling. First to repentance, of course. Um, turning our life to Christ and, and for us to share that with others. And then next to be ready to work in his vineyard, to be strengthened by the Spirit, to have that boldness, to be ambassadors for Jesus Christ so we can speak boldly, uh, as I believe in, in Ephesians it talks about. That we can go forth and be ready to stand up to speak, ready to face opposition, and not be afraid of anyone's faces, not be afraid of the words that will be directed towards us, but recognize that the Lord is with thee, with us, and he will deliver us. And take confidence in that. You know, um, like I said, God hasn't chosen us all to be maybe prophets per se to a certain land, but we are commanded to share that gospel message. And we will face opposition if we're, if we're speaking the name of Jesus Christ effectively. We will be opposed. But we need to be willing and ready for that. And we're promised that, uh, or it's made known to us just as Christ said, you will face opposition you will face those before you uh, that perhaps even want to lock you up or whatever it may be, but we need to be ready and know where is our priority, what are we willing to stand for and fight for 
for Jesus Christ, for our families, our children, for our church. And um, mostly that in all things, Christ's name will be shared and glorified in any situation. May the Lord strengthen us all and may he add his blessing this morning.